Edmonds makes multiple men miss. Chase Edmonds just keep hitting that B button as he spins his way to the 41. This the only way we know to go. Squad up, never roll alone. And we go ride on forever. We ride out together. Pull up right in your zone. Take over the street. That's how we roll. And we go ride on forever. We ride out together. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. It's yet another exciting guest and an exciting player to talk about. But before we get into that, a quick word from our sponsor. Have you ever wished you could be an NFL general manager? Well, now you can, thanks to Reality Sports Online, a powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy teams like an NFL general manager. Reality Sports Online was created by former NFL front office personnel and features the revolutionary free agency auction room, which mimics NFL free agency, enabling fantasy owners to negotiate and sign the NFL's top talent to single or multi-year contracts. The platform can host up to 32 teams and has a ton of other cool features as well. In addition to free agency, like a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automatic contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Test your general manager skills for free at realitysportsonline.com and a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use promo code DD to receive 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Okay, guys, today I'm breaking, bringing in Jacob Bittner. Jacob, how are we doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm excited to talk Chase Edmonds, uh, running back out of Fordham. One of the best FCS players in the country. Uh, certainly was, I think he was the best FCS player in the country in 2016, coming off a year where he rushed for 1,799 yards, averaged over 7 yards a carry with 19 touchdowns, 25 receptions, 272 yards, and another touchdown. After his sophomore year, he had 1,648 yards with 20 touchdowns, 31 receptions, 383 yards, and five touchdowns. I mean, that's that's production for you right there. And you know, I asked you who you wanted to talk about, and this was the guy you talked. You told me you wanted to, to talk. So, what about his game makes you most excited about him? So, obviously, you touched on the production. That's the very first thing that jumped out to me um, when I evaluate these guys. I I put them through through a model that looks at production first and then athletics, age, landing spot and all that. But um, he actually scored better in production on my model than any running back in the class this year. So that kind of goes to show that, uh, I mean, it was, it was the receiving side of things, the running, the running side of things. I believe he had 74 touchdowns in his career. So he, he has a knack for the end zone. Um, yeah. Production, production stands out first. And then obviously Anyone who watched the combine or saw what he did at the combine had to be imp- had to be impressed with the way he tested in the agility drills. Um, he's he was I was shocked. I, I I was I knew he was going to be fast. I didn't expect him to be the fastest in the three cone. So um, I like that. Um, I saw a really 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 surprisingly good pass blocker when I watched some of his film for a guy who's five nine two oh five. He had. He seems to have really, really good natural instinct in picking up the block. Um, so that's something worth noting. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things I noted too is that you know his play strength might not be good enough, but his effort and desire and willing to pick up someone is going to be good enough. And when you probably we're, we'll, we'll get into this more, but he's probably going to be a third down back, kind of change of pace back in the NFL. Yeah. Ultimately. So you're looking for a guy that can 
pass. He doesn't necessarily have to excel at it as much as you're, he's not a liability in that area because you're going to have him running more routes than you're going to keep him in to, to pass block. But he's he's absolutely can do that. You mentioned the three-cone time. I mean, 6.79 seconds, which was in the 90th percentile. Well, so I did see – I did see, and it's unofficial, but I did see a uh, – Pro days are obviously going to going to vary, but just to show, just to give you an idea of how much it varies, his uh, three cone at his pro day was seven oh seven, a little more a little more average, but yeah. Yeah, I don't even know why he ran that again. That was a. That I, was a I don't mistake. know why. Yeah, why would you run it again? Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a major mistake. But on his film, like he's he's a very shifty runner, so it made sense to me that he had a good three cone, very very good lateral agility, very good explosion out of his cuts, very good change of direction skills, and that's kind of what we're really looking for out of a third down back. He was, I thought he was very comfortable catching the football. You know, when when you saw him, a lot of passes they were out of the backfield. He wasn't necessarily lined up at wide receiver a ton, but I, I think that he can develop that aspect of his game. But even if you keep him at receiver uh, as a running back, he's still going to run really good routes and kind of break linebackers down in space. And once he gets in the open field, he can be a very dangerous player in terms of making people miss. So I think that his strengths are going to really match up with the, his game in the NFL. I also like, you know, he's not going to be a powerful guy. We'll get, we'll talk about some of his weaknesses and stuff like that. But I thought he had a pretty good stiff arm. I thought that was an aspect of his game. He doesn't have great long speed. I think he ran a four five five, But, you know, he's got good acceleration, which for his game probably matters more. And, and you mentioned the pass protection. So when you add in a guy that's comfortable catching the ball, is a good route runner, has pass protection ability, and that really good three-cone time and ability to make people miss in space, you're, you're starting to develop a really good third down back. Now, are there any concerns about his game for you? Well, you kind of touched on the, the, the long speed as far as putting him, putting him, comparing to some other guys. He didn't have – it's not – I mean, shoot, four or five, five is not bad long speed, but – it definitely isn't that elite long speed. Um, he wasn't, he, for, you know, wh- whether it's for his fault or, or, or anyone who missed on him, he wasn't recruited. Um, he, he, you know, he played for Fordham. So that production um, is going to be a little bit different than if he were to produce those numbers in the, in the, uh, at a, in a bigger conference, you know, or power five conference or something, but he, he didn't. Um, he, he's, we touch on the the size. I don't think five nine two oh five is small, but depending on what you want to get out of him, he's not probably a um, a featured rollback. Like you said, he's probably going to fill more of that third down role. But that might not be as much of a knock as just his profile, you know. But um, yeah, I would. I, I that that's kind of what I that's kind of what I see see from him. Um, not a huge power runner. Um, but I think that he I think that is a his patience and quickness and agility and all that. It plays into his game a lot better than than running people over for sure. Yeah, he'll, he's never going to be asked to be an in between the tackles guy. He doesn't have the size to do it. His game isn't really for that either. And like when you watch his film, he, he's looking to bounce a lot of things outside because he wants to be play in the but, open field. Yeah. So for a guy like me, who I scout these guys for fantasy, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't watch a lot of, I don't watch a lot of college football. I watch a lot of NFL. So I scout these guys basically coming up to the draft and for dynasty purposes and that might be a knock on his dynasty value is you might not see his workload um capacity you might not he might not get the workload that these other guys are going to be getting due to that size and limited limited role but i think he, he could be a very very successful third down back yeah and let's talk about the third back third down back in general because i think it's more important than the the two down back in the NFL today with teams passing 64% of the time last year. I mean, if you just do basic math, you're going to say, 
you know, 64 is much be- much greater than 36. So if teams are passing that often, I care more about the passing aspect of the game. So, you know, a lot of times people say, you know, the first and second down, there's more first and second downs than third downs. But when you're looking at today's NFL, the back that can catch the ball out of the backfield and really contribute in the passing game is more valuable than the between-the-tackles runner. So while his draft stock might not necessarily reflect that, it is something that I personally view as the more important role in the NFL. How do you feel about it? Yeah, um, definitely we're shifting that way. I mean, the, you you saw I, – I forget where I saw the numbers, but the uh, all the work that was that – was, um, the extended work over the last couple of years that have gone to the pass catching down. I mean, it's like the amount of PPR points that are being scored by running backs now is significantly higher than it was a couple of years ago. Um, so, yeah, more guys are catching passes. I think that you don't have – you definitely do not have to run the ball on first and second down to find to find um, success in fantasy or in the NFL. So yeah, just I, to just to add something to that is that teams are throwing it on second and five and longer over eighty percent of the time. So the, these teams are really valuing these roles now because they're they're important. Now it hasn't necessarily reflected in the draft stock quite yet, but I think we're going to start to see some of these two down guys fall down the draft a little bit more, and some of these third down backs move up the board and that three cone is going to be so big for his draft stock because he's probably going to end up going in the fourth and fifth round based on his production and athletic profile combined with some really good film um when you watch his game is there someone that he reminds you of so it this is mainly you guys if you guys are listening you haven't you got to go watch if there's one game i'd recommend watching it's the navy game I, I, that's my fit. You, he, there's just this ridiculous highlight in the middle of that game where he cuts outside to the left and stops and then spins back to the middle. And he, he must shoot. He must break four or five tackles and just like weave his way through the, through the defense for about 10 or 12 yards. But that, that clip alone, as soon as I saw that, I was like, Oh, LaShawn McCoy. And I know that's a loft, uh, a lofty comparison, but that was the kind of vision and shakiness I, I, I see in him is, is kind of that, that shady McCoy type runner, but that would be obviously the, the ceiling, the very, very ceiling comparison for, for him. But yeah, I, I think what you're basically comparing is the shiftiness. And when you put up a three cone like that, you can start to mention LaShawn McCoy. You're not saying that he is LaShawn McCoy. And don't worry, the listeners of this podcast know that if, if they don't know by now, it's because it's the first time they've ever listened to the podcast. But the, the comparisons for an NFL player, you're not necessarily saying that he's going to be this player. You're trying to compare certain traits to, to kind of paint a picture. That Navy game, that I know the exact player you're talking about it's fantastic he's also got a great like one-handed catch where he deflects the ball into his body and makes a linebacker miss in space like all in one motion which is pretty incredible he reminds me some of duke johnson i mean we're talking about a five foot nine 205 back that's going to be a really good receiver and that's kind of duke johnson's role johnson can handle some carries and can do some things can make some plays in space and johnson's been one of the best receiving backs in the nfl so i feel like that's that's a very lofty comparison for him but it's someone that he reminds me of yeah i like that i like that for sure um is there a team you want to see him go to because so often we talk about you know when you when you when these guys get drafted, we're we're grading them on just a giant NFL scale. But what team they go to matters in terms of volume, in terms of coaching, in terms of what whatever it is. Especially for fantasy. I mean, if we're going to talk about fantasy for a minute, like usage is, or volume is everything. So what what team would you like to see him go to where you think he could have the most success? So I was hope I wasn't sure what the what. How about the Patriots? Because because I love I love. I know I, I almost know they're gonna. Uh, you don't know what the Patriots are gonna do. I assume the Patriots are going to draft a running back in that range, that fourth, fifth round range. I don't know if he'll be there in the fifth, but I assume that they're gonna go for a guy later 
and I would love – I think he fits into that system great. It, they re-signed um, Burkhead, so that kind of would put a little damper on his ability to make an impact right away. But um, I love I love the idea of the smaller school guy coming in and getting coached up by – the superstar coaching staff that is new England. They, they, they seem to find gems in, in the late rounds. And I feel like I'd be really excited if they took him with a, with one of their later picks, but I have Indianapolis down too, but yeah, new England would be the one that would get me most excited. I mean, that makes sense, right? They use their pass pass. They use their running backs as receivers consistently. And even when they have Burkett and white, they get them all involved and you would expect them to continue that with him. My, my, I have a couple places I'd like to see him go. Is uh, One is Baltimore. You know, they lost Danny Woodhead to retirement. And Alex Collins is a real kind of in-between-the-tackles guy. And they, they need a receiver back there. And I think they would use him a lot. Historically, they have used a back like that a lot. I think Green Bay. Last year, they brought in Aaron Jones. And they brought in uh, Jamal Williams, who are better in the in-between-the-tackles stage as opposed to uh, a running back catching the ball out of the backfield. Now, Ty Montgomery, we'll see We'll see what works out with him. But And then, you know, I, I was just thinking about this as we were – talking about teams that he fits in terms of another player comparison he's got some elijah mcguire to his game the yeah. guy who got drafted last year in the fifth round i think he's a little bit better than he is but in just in terms of you know maybe a more realistic profile than a duke johnson or lashawn mccoy i think that he's got and, some and, elijah mcguire 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 was one of the guys that um that my model picked out last year as the as a small school um potential potential sleeper favorite so yeah i definitely definitely can see comparisons in their in their profiles when i look at them for sure yeah i mean we're talking about a guy that's going to catch a lot of passes out of the backfield he's going to be elusive he's going to be able to stand in there and pass protection he can make fields and make plays in the open field i mean it sounds like we're kind of limiting him to a role because i think that's what the nfl teams are going to do but we're also kind of focusing on or we're not talking about his weaknesses as much as you would think because what his role is going to be he's very good at that kind of thing so he's one of those guys i feel like when i was watching him he was an easier guy to kind of project to the next level because i i feel like his traits are very projectable in terms of a receiving back and that's kind of what he's going to be limited to most likely well yeah most likely i would I would be I'd be very shocked when I yeah like I said when I throw out the LaShawn McCoy comp I'd be surprised if he ever became a a workhorse like McCoy but um definitely definitely possesses possesses abilities that I think make him my favorite I mean he he's my he's my RB7 in the class right now which, <laughs> which is probably a, a lot higher than anyone has him but um yeah, just to kind of give you an idea of where I'm at on him. but <laughs> No, listen, I respect it because, again, I talked about how much more I value the pass-catching ability. And, you know, he's one of the better pass-catching backs in the class. I think the guys you kind of compare him to are like a Mark Walton as opposed to like a Rashad Penny. I think that's more of the kind of player comparison when you want to compare guys based on your rankings that that's who you should compare them against. Jacob, I just want to thank you for coming on, man. You're, you, you're an awesome follower. Why don't you tell the people what you're working on and where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FF Ski Bum. Um, I do work with Dynasty Happy Hour, um, especially this time of year. I mainly focus on running backs, rookie running back scouting. Uh, yeah, feel free to give me a follow. Ask me any questions you guys have. I just want to thank you, Elliot, for bringing me on because this has been a really good opportunity. I know you've had lots of good guests on this show. I'm really, really, uh, really, really blessed to be a part of it. So thanks again. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, you you held you more than held your own against all the other guys that I've had on here, and you know I, w- I want to find 
great guests from you know zero followers to a hundred thousand followers it's not it's not about that it's about people that understand football and they're, they want to talk about a player and talk about something they're passionate about so i really appreciate you coming on you can follow him at ff ski bomb he's jacob bittner i'm elliot chris your host of the draft daily podcast as always we really appreciate you listening you can find us on itunes google play and stitcher as always guys thank you <laughs>